0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thinking back to all the activities that I thought were so boring when I was a young child, there's a few things that come to mind sitting in the same classroom for a long time, doing homework while my favorite TV show was on, and being cooped up in the backseat of the family car during road trips. Now, in the new children's book, Stella Keeps the Sun Up, a little girl finds bedtime just as dull. Stella heads out on a mission to do whatever she can to stop the sun from going down so that she can stay up and play. Joining us now is Chicago author Clotilde Ewing, who wrote Stella Keeps the Sun Up. Hi, Clotilde. Welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks for having me. This story brought such a big smile to my face. I think it's in large part because of the simplicity of the concept. So I want you to tell us more about Stella and and this mission of hers to keep the sun shining.
1: So Stella totally reminds me of that kid who is all about kid logic, who figures that they can figure out the world and that it is as simple as A or B. So she decides she doesn't want to go to sleep, and she figures, okay, well, I generally have to go to sleep when it gets dark. All right, let's just keep the sun awake. Let's keep the sun up, and then I can stay up. You know, I think about my own children. I've got two who are now six and seven and a half, Mm -hmm. and... They have such ideas about what happens when they go to bed. They think the TV comes on, the party starts. Yes. They have no idea. They're missing out on so (laughs) much. So much. So much fun happens. They don't think about the kitchen getting cleaned, the work getting finished, that kind of thing. Uh, And so Stella is a celebration of that. She is somebody who marches to her own beat at all times, Um, you know, the, the, our wonderful illustrator Lynn Gaines who, who brought Stella to life when I saw the cover of the book I thought, wow, she nailed it You know, she's wearing the athletic tube socks with the, the tutu, with the bright shirt, mm-hmm. she's just, she's all about life and joy.
0: And you know what, she looks like your daughter, the lead character gets her name from your daughter whose name is also Stella and they're pretty close in age, I'm sure you read the book to her, right? To real life Stella? I
1: have I've read the book to both of my children, so I have two children, Stella and Jackson, and it is inspired by both of my children, though my daughter is quick to say, but the character does have my name, so (laughs) soon I'll need to come out with a Jackson book.
0: (laughs) For sure, and you you mentioned the illustrations. I I hear that you may have even shed a tear the first time you Um, saw them.
1: I did. You know, it's one of those things where when I wrote the book, I had an image in my mind of what Stella might look like but I'm not an artist in that way and when I actually saw what Lynn did it it was better than I could have ever imagined uh, there was just such joy in her face such joy in her expression and just a sense of agency that this little girl had which is a lot to put on a six-year-old yeah. but I think that she did it I think she did it
0: Yeah, it's really, really well done. I I think this would be a good time, Clotilde, to hear from Stella's own words. So if you don't mind, why don't you read a little passage of the book for us? Oh, great.
1: Okay, so you teed it up nicely before. Um, I'll read from the middle of the book or so. I wish I didn't have to go to sleep. It's so boring. If I could make the rules, here's what they would be. Number one, dessert comes before dinner. Number two. Pajamas are for all the time, not just bedtime. And number three, on our sixth birthday, we can stop sleeping. My buddy Roger agrees. Why do we have to miss all the fun and go to bed just because it gets dark, he asks. It's all the sun's fault. Roger's onto to something. If it never gets dark, then we can stay awake forever. All we have to do is keep the sun up. Simple. We'll start tomorrow.
0: <laughs> there goes that that six-year-old logic you you mentioned earlier that you know if i could be in charge right if i could make the rules if i had my way uh-huh mentality
1: exactly and i think that's the thing that is so special about kids in general i'm not sure when we when we lose some of that as adults but my children are absolutely convinced that they can take on the world. They can do just about anything, I would say, except for clean their rooms, uh, you know, on their own. <laughs> exactly. But they are, they are fearless in that way. And I, I love that Stella has that same energy. Uh, by the end of the book, she discovers that she doesn't, in fact, want to keep the sun awake. Uh, but she's going for it until she has that aha moment.
0: Well, there's there's kind of a deeper discussion here, too, Clotilde. You know, you wanted this book to show joy, right, mm-hmm. um, and show that playful and imaginative spirit of black children. Why was that important to you? So
1: it was important to me because, as I said, I'm, I'm a mom to two children, a seven-and-a-half-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. Uh And when I was pregnant with both of my kids, I thought about all the things we needed to get. My husband and I had on the list, we had the the crib, the stroller, books. I was a huge bookworm growing up. And so it was important to me to fill their room with great books. And when I set on that journey, it was harder than I thought it would be to find books that reflected their image and the joy that I thought that they'd have in their own lives. Uh, it wasn't something that was, that was uh, you know, just a fleeting thought. It was something that we were really committed to. And we were able to find books for sure, but it was harder than I thought it should be. And so many of the titles were titles that I grew up with. And so I thought about it. I kind of put it away once both kids were born because you get caught up in life. Mm-hmm. And then came across this great article written by my now editor. In the paper, it was called, She Wants More Than MLK at Bedtime. And I ended up reading it beginning to end, cut it out, put it on my vision board. And it really, it really gave voice to what I was feeling in addition to those old titles I mentioned, so many of the books that were out there that featured black ch- black characters, yeah. books for kids, they were about really heavy subjects. They were about the civil rights movement. They were about struggle. They were about the first, which are all incredibly important books, and we have those in our libraries, too. My, my kids can tell you who mm-hmm. Lee Jemison is. They can tell you who Katherine Johnson is. They can talk about Garrett Morgan, um, but... I also wanted them to have books about kids that just happen to be kids, and they happen to look like them. Yeah. Uh, books where race wasn't centered in the story.
0: I can totally, totally relate to this, Clotilda. I'm also a mom of two girls, two black girls. And um, when my daughters were younger, yeah, it was the same. I, I recall buying... Books for them that I remember they had like you know black girl leads and so I was like check I want to make sure I grab this book but it was always about how to overcome this right how to right. Not, how to stand out when you're the only one and how to you know stand up to bullies and um, I remember one of my daughters had this book on on Rosa Parks and everything she stood for so it would have been really nice to have a Stella <laughs> yeah back then for for my babies you know have you been hearing that from others? I have,
1: I have, and I am not an overly sentimental person, but it has really brought tears to my eyes. People have reached out on, I I joined Instagram ahead of the book coming out. I was pretty late on, on, on the gram. You mean you weren't on Instagram? I I wasn't on Instagram. (laughs) I know, but I'm, I'm there now. Um, but a number of people have reached out and sent photos of their largely daughters, but I've also gotten great pictures of, of, Um, Little Boys with a Book. But this one woman reached out. She lives in eastern Kentucky, and she felt a need to reach out after they had just left the bookstore. And her daughter saw Stella Keeps the Sun Up and ran to the book and was just so happy. And the mom sent me a picture of the little girl holding the book up next to her. And they looked so similar. And it just like the air, the hairs on my arm are standing up right now because i can only imagine what that little girl felt like in that moment seeing somebody who looked like her yeah. and you know the story and hopefully finding joy in that but yes it's been really heartwarming and gratifying hearing from from people who feel a connection to, to Stella and, and her buddy Roger. Yes, yes. not-so-imaginary friends.
0: <laughs> this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Our guest is Clotilde Ewing. She is the author of the children's book Stella Keeps the Sun Up. Now, the story follows a six-year-old girl who sets out on this mission with her best friend, Roger, to keep the sun shining so that they don't have to go to bed. Tell us more about your background, Clotilde. This is your first book, but I understand that you've been writing for most of your career, right? You're a journalist and, and a communications professional?
1: Totally. Uh, so, yes, this is my first children's book, and I never considered myself a writer, though I have worked in, in journalism and communications most of my career. I started off in TV news uh, with CBS News and then transitioned to entertainment television, where I worked for The Oprah Winfrey Show until the show ended in 2011. I, I tell people that my first day of work was that, infamous show where she gave everybody a car. Oh,
0: the You Get a Car episode. Exactly,
1: exactly. (laughs) I did not get a car, but I'm very happy for the people who did. But I was sitting outside of the studio and I hear all of these women screaming and I thought to myself, what did I do? I just left CBS News and I hear screaming women. And, uh, you know, that Sunday it's parodied on on Saturday Night Live, but it was a phenomenal place to to work and uh, to experience. Journalism again, uh, so worked at uh, the Oprah Winfrey Show, and then transitioned to politics, where I worked for uh, President Obama's re-election campaign, and then uh, city hall for Mayor Emanuel, and now i am uh, working in communications at the Chicago Community Trust, which is really gratifying work as well. So I've been very blessed.
0: You know, on your website, because uh, I was stalking you, of course, um, ah. you um, you describe yourself as a storyteller, mother, advocate, and optimist. What would you say are some of the issues most important to you, Clotilde? And I would love to know what keeps you encouraged when there's just so much noise in our world today.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'd say my children and their friends. I'm encouraged by the fact that my children's group of friends reflect the city that we live in. I'm encouraged by the fact that the first year we celebrated Kwanzaa as a family, we did so at the suggestion of my daughter's best friend who is Indian American. Mm -hmm. I'm encouraged by the fact that they see injustice and they feel it's okay to speak about it and to challenge it. Uh, and I'm encouraged, frankly, I, I know that the last segment you ran was, was about COVID. I'm encouraged also that hopefully one of the lasting effects or impacts of COVID is a bit more flexibility in our in our working style mm-hmm. and in the grace that we give each other as we try to do way too many things at one
0: time. Yeah. I loved in the book how it, it kind of comes full circle. You uh, You tie it to this lesson, I think, on on time zones, right, and and keeping up with friends who are far away from you. Why'd you add that component? It's small, but I I love that detail.
1: Right. Well, so my kids, they are... Because, uh, spoiler alert, Stella discovers that she can't keep the sun up. (laughs) Exactly. I have yet to hear from a parent whose child has refused to go to bed after reading this book. (laughs) Hopefully that does not happen. Um, So I will say both of my children are quick to recognize when a book is too obvious with a lesson. You know, they'll say at the end, is this one of those lesson books? Oh, really? So, (laughs) yeah, I will. So uh, I wanted to be very subtle with the lesson. Uh, And then at the same time, I will say that my husband and I are not always winning when it comes to sleep in our in our home. So we're doing okay right now, but right when we get comfortable, things tend to to go pear-shaped. So I wanted to do something about sleep and I really wanted to try and honor a child's agency as well, mm-hmm. and ability to come to their own conclusion on why sleep is actually a good thing Yeah. uh, in part because the whole your parents are tired please go to sleep has not worked for us in our home they have
0: zero sympathy for that
1: zero zero sympathy for for the adults in their lives but i do think that they have great empathy for their friends and that that could be a reason that could convince a child to go to sleep
0: yeah you mentioned your husband i'm sure he's part of that village that you you dedicate yeah. your book to at, at the start. What is next, Clotilde? Um, is Stella and her best friend Roger coming up again in a second book perhaps?
1: Yes, yes. I actually just got the galley for the second book, which oh, is wonderful. really exciting. And so uh, the next book is about uh, Stella and Roger and the hunt for a friend's missing tooth. So that Ooh. book will be out uh, within the within the next year.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Author Clotilde Ewing, check out her new children's book, Stella Keeps the Sun Up. It's out wherever books are sold. Clotilde, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.